Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Missing Wires. Maybe we can find some wires today. I doubt it. I doubt it, too. I think it's really just about the search for the wires, man. (laughs) Yeah. Today on Missing Wires, we're going to be discussing mindset. Mindset and... uh, Kind of our philosophy, basically, and how that affects our ability to handle challenges, to handle stress, or the the concept or the proposition of a really, really difficult thing that you're faced with. I feel like for me, <laughs> and we talked about this last episode but like the uh comparing of the mountain yeah and like when you're starting something difficult and like really like just focusing so hard on the like what the outcome of the thing is going to be like you get super caught up if if you just focus on it you can right and it can seem like crazy right like for me personally like i'd say one of my challenges has been to like exercise regularly like all the time like and be consistent about it for like a long stretch of time right like I used to do that when I was growing up like I was on swim team for a super long time like basically eight years I think I was swimming and that was like five or six days a week and for a long stretch of time I was doing two practices a day I would go before school and after school damn and uh but ever since like leaving the swim team, I've never like been able to consistently have mm-hmm. like that type of thing on my own. So the mountain thing like really helps for me because it's like, of course, right now I'm trying to imagine like, oh shit, going from, you know, just occasionally exercising, like maybe like I get the motivation to do it three times a week or something. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like a really regimented thing. It's not like a full exercise session. It's mm-hmm. just like, all right, like I, I got to do some fucking like workout, you know, like, so I'll do some planks and like throw some pushups in there or some jumping jacks or some shit. Right. Like I'll throw like a, a few things in there, but it's not like regimented very much. Um, but so coming from that and then like trying to imagine having the full fucking, all right, like I've got it all set up, you know, like, right. Like talk to, talk to my buddy Mason. Right. And it's like, Oh yeah. Like I just had arm day and then today was leg day and then I'm focusing core on this day. Right. Like, and he's, he's so consistent with it. Right. Like he's fucking, he's always there. He's always going to the gym. Um, so like for me to try to imagine myself like doing a fucking fully regimented thing Mm -hmm. from right now, it like seems monumental. Like it doesn't, Mm -hmm. that's, that's the top of the mountain. Right. Like, is being like fully being like, okay, cool. I've been doing a routine for six months straight now. And like, I feel confident. It's not even like a question in my brain anymore of like, oh, am I doing this today? It's like, no, yeah, this is my routine, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's like the mountain for me is like actually having like a solid ass routine, like one that's like really beneficial and like serving to me. So the, the mountain thing is something that helps me with my mindset when it comes to that. Cause it's like, it's so easy to be like, fuck, like, I, can't, I don't know if I can fucking make it to the top of this mountain, man. Like, there's so many things that I'm like, oh, yeah, like, my brain is like, I'd rather do this or rather do that. And, like, then spend, like, 30 straight minutes, like, exercising or mm-hmm. an hour straight exercising. Like, so 
the mountain thing is like, man, all right, like if I can break it down into smaller steps and like mm-hmm. just start walking in the direction, it's like that helps my mindset a lot. Like, cause then I actually feel like I'm able to kind of like pat myself on the back for doing like even some small things. Right. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, I might even like talk right now. I feel kind of like I'm like somewhat negatively speaking of like my uh, small to moderate amount of exercise that I do get in like three times a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I look at it in terms of the mountain thing, it helps me to like actually pat myself on the back for those moments and be like, sure. instead of doing nothing for a week straight, I actually like I've done some exercise this week. And like, mm-hmm. so now like the next time I go to do a push up or like do a plank, like I'm not going to be like, Oh fuck. I've never, I haven't done this in a long time. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh no, actually like I've done this a few times a week for like the past couple of weeks. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's like your joints are cracking like half as much as they normally would. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and I'm actually able to hold myself. Like I go down to do like, you know, go yeah. down on the push up, and I'm actually able to like hold myself down there for a minute and be like, Oh shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I could do this. Hell yeah. Like, um, so yeah, that, that like analogy of the mountain, like that shit helps me to pat myself on the back for small victories a lot. So mm-hmm. what about you? I mean, mountains definitely help me, like <laughs> snowboarding, climbing, hiking. It's all just that pursuit of the top, you know, and for snowboarding more so the top and then getting to ride down. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm similar. I for some reason found this amazing motivation in my early 20s to just go super hard and climb nonstop and work out nonstop and create graphs and write stuff out and be tracking, you know, what I ate and how I felt mentally and how I felt physically and my concrete goals and how long I was able to hold myself on a two millimeter crimp or whatever. I don't know if it's actually two millimeters or 30 or (laughs) whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I was making so much progress. And then I don't know, my mid twenties came along and maybe I ate too much pizza working at round table. I don't think that's the case. Too much pizza will definitely slow you down. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Tell that to Paul. (laughs) Eating a whole medium pizza every shift. He eats a medium pizza every shift and then moves to California to be a model. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's not slowed down. No, he's not slowed down. Exactly. So, I mean, there's an exception to every rule and that's cool. But I just can't, I can't seem to get into that same rhythm anymore. Just Mm. like you with the swimming and... I do think it's partially a mindset thing and maybe that's just what people refer to getting older as as well like maybe there's just a certain part of your brain that does those things better when you're younger but also i see people older than me who yeah. have their like crazy schedules and stuff and they they do it like crazy and everybody's different too you know people can't write down schedules and some people can i'm a little bit of both like when i'm on top of it I can write stuff down and it helps a lot and I can stick to that and keep track of my goals that way. But for the most part, I tend to just keep track of stuff a little bit on my phone and then mostly in my brain and just go day to day, 
just like, oh yeah, I wanted to go climbing today. I wanted to get this done today and I want to do that. And so I'll do those things for the most part. And especially if one of my climbing buddies, you know, like Gideon or Ian or someone is like, hey, do you want to go to Vital today? Like that keeps me more accountable. And I think a lot of my more positive mindset is centered around my friends and wanting to help them. And if I want to help them, then I in turn want to help myself, which relates a little bit back to our last episode. Cause it's, I have to be my own friend, you know, yeah. but if I want my friends to do better, then I kind of have to do better myself too. Mm. You know, it's like, I have to show up. I have to be at vital, the climbing gym with my friends. And sometimes it's not always the best climb at the gym and I feel like I'm half-assing, but at least I'm going, you know? And then other times it's like, whoa, maybe I did a little bit too much, but damn, it feels good. Transitioning off of that though, because I don't know how much, you know, my personal routine is really relative to you or anyone else. Maybe it's a little bit insightful, but I think conquering the, the challenge of everyday difficult situations, no matter how insignificant or significant they might be because it's different for everyone that's another really important point i think i'd like to make is someone's extremely insignificant problem might be insignificant to you but it could still feel like they're drowning in a pool you know for them and that's that's a big deal and i think that's like worth acknowledging even if you don't find it important you can still be there for them and help out with that yeah it's like i got friends who like get upset about like somebody following or unfollowing them on social media Mm -hmm. and to me like if i was emotionally invested in like who's following or not following me on like social platforms like that to me would drive me insane i'd drive myself insane and Mm -hmm. like i'd like it's crazy sounding to me when somebody says it to me, but that's not fucking, it's not the world, what the world is. Right. It's like mm-hmm. at that point I have to get over that myself. I have to be like, okay, like that's not how it is for me word, but to somebody else and to certain people who I consider like my friends, right? Like that I fucking love. It's like some people are like really invested. And when somebody unfollows them, it's like a fucking slash to their heart type mm-hmm. shit. And so then I have to like, I got to get over my own fucking bullshit and be like, shit, well, I'm sorry that happened, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I have to like, you have to like see past your own thing and like really recognize that, that like, that that is true no matter what, like everybody, one little problem for you is a huge monumental problem for somebody else Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Right. Like there's plenty of things that I struggle with that I recognize other people are like breezing breezing by with right like they have no issue yeah they don't even care they may they may not even notice yeah i'm not going to notice if somebody unfollows me to be perfectly (laughs) honest like i feel like half of anybody who follows me could unfollow like more than half and i wouldn't even notice and obviously if 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 that happens to your friend and i don't know if this is a real instance but if if that happened i'm assuming that you went out you made a fake profile impersonating the person that unfollowed them and then you went and followed them (laughs) And you're like, oh, no, it must have been a mistake. I'm sure their account got hacked and they made a new one, you know? <laughs> and then you live the rest of your life, like, pretending to be that person and, like, messaging them and, and cheering them up. 
<laughs> right? I mean, that is, that is what you did, like, as a good friend. <laughs> These are not recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> no, we dare not make any definitive recommendations we for anything not. in life. We dare not. No, but honestly, I, I do think it's important just to kind of preface a lot of what I say with the acknowledgement that other people's struggles are important, even if that same struggle might not be a, a big deal for me. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. even just like you saying, like how you're trying to work out more and stay on a routine and like three times a week, like maybe isn't exactly what you want. Like maybe you want more out of that, but like for someone else, that's like also could be a huge deal. Yeah. And I also noticed that like, especially in the artist community, as far as like painting and drawing goes, I see artists like, like really prevalent artists with huge followings kind of shitting on themselves from like prior years. Like, Oh, here's what I did when I was 20 years old and it looks like a five-year-old did it. And it, and it's like a nice piece of artwork, you know, it looks really good. Yeah. And, and then it kind of makes other people feel bad because they're like, okay, well, I'm 30 and I've been working on art for a while and it looks better than anything I've done. So you're yeah. pretty much saying that like my work looks bad. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't know, I guess that's part of like what I'm kind of trying to keep in mind and just like over the last week, I've been thinking about this podcast a bit coming up. Um, and I know you asked me if I like had anything prepared and like, like, no dude, absolutely not. But like right. I have been um, thinking about it because it's been a little bit more of a i don't know mentally negative week for me yeah. um i don't know if it's the weird moon cycle going on yeah seasons or, changing yeah seasons changing stars are moving around different things um there's, there's also, black cats all around yeah and just like i finished a huge mu music project and then like i feel like i'm just totally drained for a bit yeah yeah and yeah so i i think it's a, a number of different things but I had such a hard time like being nice to myself about it and especially like a few days ago I was just trying to constantly remember like man Alex and I just talked about all of this in the podcast <laughs> yeah and we're about to like start talking about other stuff this next week and I really need to like listen to my own advice and like not feel like a failure right now yeah. like it's okay to fail but like I'd like to not let myself fall into that rut, you know? And a lot of it was just remembering like a lot of the stuff that you and I talk about on a regular basis. Like you fail more, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. fail more and give yourself some grace and keep practicing. And, and then, you know, you and I, we got together made a bunch of cool stuff, made some music, made some logos and, and then I made some more music after you left and just kind of setting aside all those negative feelings and putting my body into action and putting my mind into action and not giving myself time to really dwell on a lot of the negative and depressing side of things really helps me get through the day. Yeah. And, you know, daydreaming about like 
what you can be doing. Like, sure, it can be fun sometimes, like, because there are so many possibilities, but it's also not going to get me to the end. And just walking that yeah. next mile to the top of the mountain is is what's going to do it. So Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, literally, like, as you were showing up, you know, like, you walked in and I was watching a video from Healthy Gamer, going to drop some, some shit, or reference some shit from Dr. K again. Mm-hmm. Um but he, the video that I was watching, he was kind of talking about emotional processing and how he was, he was basically kind of like summarizing and saying that, you know, a long time ago, most human beings had a lot of like menial tasks to do that took physical effort and took like a decent amount of time, um, you know, like foraging or sharpening a spear or like washing clothes on like something right or like whatever it was right like we had a lot of like physically demanding but like kind of time consuming things um and he was talking about how like that process of doing something like that creates like idle time in the brain where like you you have to focus like a a decent amount to do the task Mm -hmm. but it's not like fully consuming but it's enough so that you're you're not going to be like dwelling or emotionally f- like caught up in something else still and that this like idle time he was call- referring to it as is where like a bunch of emotional processing actually happens like and so he's talking about a current day and how like the current day response to an emotional emotionally traumatic experience or like or maybe you know just depressing thoughts like the, like the first thing is to distract yourself with something with some kind of stimuli something to like make you feel better like a video game or like you look at memes or like scroll on instagram or like whatever like the first thing is to distract instead of to like do something that's somewhat physically demanding that creates this like idle time mm-hmm. for emotional processing and so he was kind of talking about how like right now he's like I, he's like it kind of seems like we're like losing our emotional processing ability slash time. Yeah. Like the time literally like where we would be emotionally processing. We no longer have that many like menial tasks to complete. Like it's like maybe like laundry and the dishes and like Mm -hmm. a quick cleanup of the house. Like, but there's not a ton of things and, and those things aren't like super demanding, like physically, like, Mm -hmm. um, so it was just, it was just kind of interesting. Like, so interesting to hear like the things that you're talking about and like, how like oh like you were feeling down and then like i came over and we kind of just started working on things Mm -hmm. and then it was like all of a sudden like you were kind of like not necessarily ignoring or distracting but it was like you're just like okay like i have these feelings and but i'm gonna i'm gonna just do this thing right Mm -hmm. now and we're actually just gonna put i'm just gonna put my brain onto this other thing right now i'm gonna work my brain and i'm gonna like be physically sitting here like you're drawing you're doing this thing right Mm -hmm. like so I like just kind of curious, like you mm-hmm. know, kind of getting some of that idle processing time going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like we're not fully consumed by this thing that we're doing, but we're like putting some like energy into it, mm-hmm. and it's not like a a dopamine inducing experience, right? It's just us mm-hmm. like doing some mental work, right? Um, thinking about something, right? Um, so yeah, it was like kind of interesting to consider, like maybe that was that's producing like some processing time for you, like to kind of to kind of handle and like work through those mm-hmm. emotions like on a, on a different type of like consciousness yeah so that's really cool yeah that's that's a nice feeling when you like run into something and then you start talking to a friend and you're like oh dude i was just like just watching this and just thinking about this and just 
going over this stuff. And I think it's a reminder of kind of taking opportunities and, and just going for what's in front of you when you see it being in the right place at the right time. My grandpa always had a knack for that of like showing up with exactly what someone needed at the exact time that they needed it. And I feel like I've definitely inherited some of that from him. And I try to listen to all of those little things that go on and hang my gut. Like, oh, just randomly thought of Sam. I'm going to hit him up and see what's going on. And like, sure enough, he might need something. And and I just happen to be like running by his house and have exactly what he needs with me and stuff like that. That's so awesome. It's always a good feeling. But yeah, I, I love that concept of the whole idle time too. It reminds me of the thing I was talking to you about the other day with when you're learning an instrument or something and just taking a 10 second break after practicing a passage a few times through and part of your brain runs it back to you like subconsciously right. way faster than you know what you're practicing. And it kind of builds that muscle memory. And I like to imagine like a spider web, just like one strand of a spider web, like getting more wraps around it. And stuff like that also similar to the whole concept of you know cleaning up your desk area when you're gonna make music or when you're gonna practice something mm. art wise on your computer or anything like that just like the the clutter of your life is kind of a reflection of what's going on internally mm. and i i personally like a little bit of clutter it, it helps me i'm a bit chaotic in general and just having a little bit of stuff willy-nilly is nice but then also having like specific things organized yeah when i am feeling down i do find that just doing some cleaning just starting my morning getting up in the morning cleaning up my desk area yep. and making a little breakfast doing a couple dishes not too many dishes don't want to get carried away it helps so much with everything like anxiety feeling down creative blocks all of that it's it just just right there and i get moving and it, it's just a very relieving feeling yeah and i think it it's in the the same area of what you're talking about too it's like just having that idle time almost like meditation you know yeah i feel a lot of the more manual labor that i've done especially stuff that's not too hard of manual labor but i don't know like chopping wood you know it's maybe to be fair it could be very difficult for some people but i've always loved chopping wood yeah and it's not something that's crazy difficult and i feel like you could really get into a meditative mode just yeah. chopping wood totally and a rhythm at that yeah, too exactly yeah hmm hmm Yeah, it's interesting. There is a rhythm too yeah. to to doing chores. There's like weird stuff that happens with your mind if you're like playing music and you're doing something. Whether you want to or not, your mind will like force you to like kind of do things on beat. <laughs> like, I don't know if you ever try to chop vegetables or something while you're listening to music. It's yeah. just all of a sudden you're just like chopping to the beat perfectly that's fire yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've caught myself doing that many times not necessarily with vegetables specifically but 
just with tasks mm-hmm. in general. I also just tend to be dancing when I'm doing things. Mm-hmm. I got music playing. It's like grooving, grooving in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know? Man. Yeah, it's interesting about the emotional processing stuff. Like, I was definitely pretty, like, pretty intrigued by the what Dr. K was talking about in his video. Like, yeah, I'd love to learn more. Yeah. Do some research. Yeah. I think like when you have that. I think that's all like, right in the roundabout. It comes around and ends up helping out with the mindset that you have when it comes to something hard. <laughs> like, because mm-hmm. I feel like there's been times where I've been like not processing shit and like thinking that it's not necessarily being like, oh, that's all, that's all cool. Like, I'm, you know, I'm kind of ignoring this thing because mm-hmm. like it's good to recognize that you should you know address your shit and tend to your shit at some point right like ignoring is not amazing but there's been times where i've like you know just been like all right well that's a small thing like i'm not gonna like necessarily dive into that right now like i'm just gonna like chill and then like maybe another small thing happens and then it's like before i know it i have like this kind of like bank built up of kind of small emotional conflicts that i haven't really like tended to Mm -hmm. or addressed or acknowledged really fully at all like and like sat down with and then you know, maybe those things are, like, not necessarily, like, crazy difficult things and, like, whatever. But then, like, all of a sudden I come across something really challenging or something that creates a lot of stress for me. And it's, like, all of a sudden, like, all those things, they fucking come out, too. And it's, like, oh, boom, like, damn, like, it's, like, this. the bridge was about to break, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, this really hard thing, like... I might have been able to handle it if I if I was tending to my shit mm-hmm. and if I was processing what was going on beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like... It's like if you're fucking... On the day that you're depressed, right? If, like, something terrible fucking happens, like, it generally, like, sucks a little bit more than, like, if you're having a pretty fucking good day and, like, rolling with punches really well and then, mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, you just find out, like, you got fired. Like, it's like, oh well fuck like you know like but immediately like if i'm in a good place when that news hits me like Mm -hmm. my brain my first thing is like already like creating like uh oh well that's okay that's fine because i can figure something out like i'm i'm like my brain is doing something else and then like if i'm fucking having like a fucking shitty day or i haven't like dealt with any of my stuff and i'm feeling all defeated about it and like or maybe I'm just like letting things like drag me down and I'm not tending to them at all. Haven't talked about them with anybody, you know, haven't talked about them with myself, you know. Um, and then this hard thing comes along and I'm just fucking wrecked mm-hmm. and like get broken. Like. So it's interesting how that all that like kind of play like wraps together and it's like. I feel like that, like, buildup of things kind of, uh, like, weakens you when you're not tending to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in different ways, too. Like, I feel like when I have, when I have, like, a lot of emotional things building up, I also, like, um, am easier to frustrate and, like, which is something I, I don't like either, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, 
and in my in my mind it feels like a weakness right to like to be easy to frustrate mm -hmm. to be like easy to um agitate it's like that feels like a weakness right like i don't want to be easy to be riled like mm -hmm. even by like a small thing right like and it's, it's funny like sometimes like the things that actually like frustrate me the most are the most like super tedious of mm -hmm. tasks like like oh like you're trying to stretch something to fit over something else and it like <laughs> and it just won't get there and it keeps popping off the other side or like something like that like those are the types of things that'll just make, make me go like ah like like actually yeah like actually just get like angry like frustrated yeah. and like like when we were fucking putting up the chicken wire dude on our porch man like that's the type of shit that like actually gets in my, in my brain and i'm like oh man like i'm so frustrated like it's like <laughs> it's just funny man but um yeah i feel like when i've when i've been like you know, being a good little gardener and I'm, and I'm tending to my, to my crops yeah. and I'm like, ah. you can't say that <laughs> I'm watering my seeds. Like, yeah. you know, okay. uh, is that better? No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Um, fertilizing your soil. You need to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm being a good little farmer, I feel like it's much easier for me to handle those scenarios. Yeah. Like, when I get frustrated and like it's like I'm <laughs> I'm actually able to uh um kind of take a step back like and just be like oh shit like I'm getting like frustrated right now like I need, I need to take a breath or like I need to take a second and just be like all right like let me cool it let me chill like I feel like it makes it easier to reflect when you don't have a shit storm of stuff mm -hmm. going on inside you right absolutely like, and we, when we kind of talked about like reflecting in the moment, right? Like last episode, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to like your self-talk and actually, you know, instead of letting your emotion take over about how you want to feel about yourself or whatever this thing was, but to like kind of like check in, regulate, take that moment to reflect, right? Like mm -hmm. I feel like that, those moments of reflection, um, <clears throat> of actually doing it on the spot, like when mm -hmm. an emotion arises, super like i don't in my in my for me it's been really fucking difficult like it like crazy hard yeah like it's a, it is a fucking struggle but when i'm able to it feels really good it mm -hmm. feels like wow like i don't have to be like like oh something's making me want to feel like i'm fuming and it's like damn like to be able to feel like i don't have to be like angry like and then like to like be able to fucking on the spot search through and find like what the fuck's going on it's like those moments when I'm able to and I succeed in doing it, it feels really awesome. Like mm -hmm. it feels really good to just be like, damn, like I just got to the bottom of this emotional kind of twist that I was experiencing, right? Like <clears throat> that shit feels awesome. So, and I think like those moments of reflection and like doing that on the spot becomes much easier when you've been tending to your, tending to your seeds and your plants, like in. Yeah. Fertilizing your soil. Yeah. Fertilize that shit. Being a good little farmer. A good little farmer. No, it, it all ties into each other it's it's just a constant journey of walking up to the top of the mountain and everything that entails you know you can't ignore your shoes that are falling apart you know maybe you're walking up to the mountain barefoot and that's cool too but i've been there actually yeah <laughs> i'm sure you have <laughs> Dude, you do not strike me as the type of person to walk barefoot that Dude. is so weird <laughs> And you listen to FKJ? No. 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 No, but it it's all relevant. And I think it is similar 
to what we were discussing last time and tending to yourself is just as important to tending to all of your goals and looking at your goals it's like okay well i want to sell my paintings okay well i need to paint them first Mm -hmm. obviously and i have to find people that want to buy them somehow like i have this goal and i know kind of how i can get there but if i'm not like taking steps on a daily basis to do that i'm not going to get there and it's the same thing with your own mental health and your own mindset if you're not constantly looking at a way to tend to those things then they're just going to build up and you're going to go through these big periods of ups and downs and i think regardless we're all going to have ups and downs right it's it's going to be a roller coaster however i have noticed for myself since my late teens early 20s until now my ups and downs have been much more leveled out Mm. it's all come into you know not crazy downs when i'm down and maybe the ups aren't as high either um, but they are still very good and I think a lot of that is due to what you're talking about of just kind of trying to realize in the moment and or even before the moment of when you get frustrated or upset with something of where it's coming from and why and trying to analyze yourself in the situation and react accordingly and kind of tend to the stuff that might be building up towards you getting frustrated in the first place. And that's always been really hard for me. It's it's like I just shut down and I don't know what I'm feeling at all. Mm. I don't know how to respond to anything like verbally with other people in an argument or confrontation. Like if I'm already emotionally overwhelmed, I don't know what I'm feeling. Like I really don't. Yeah. But doing all of that good farming and agriculture work (laughs) helps me get to that point where I'm not getting emotionally overwhelmed and I can kind of understand what I'm feeling. Yeah. And pinpoint it a little better. Yeah. And I do actually really like the the farming reference because it it brings it back to like the idle work thing where actually just doing physical labor, whether it's working out or, some menial task has benefits that people don't understand. I think, I think, I think honestly, older generations do tend to understand it more often than younger generations. I think that people our age and younger don't really see working hard, like working really hard as a good thing all the time. Yeah. And it's almost like frowned upon And there's so much controversy out there behind our pay and employers treating us like crap and all sorts of stuff like that. All of which I think is warranted. But at the end of the day, I'm working hard for myself. Even if I'm working for someone else, like whether they're paying me or not, I'm going to be working hard because it's that's that that part how hard I work is for me. It's not for anyone else. Like it helps me feel better about myself. It helps me get through the day faster. 
when it is like a long, hard working day. It helps me feel better about what I did for others while working hard and how much they appreciate it. And maybe they don't appreciate it. There are people who take advantage of the people that work hard and they slack off more. But it's not about what other people do. It's about how I react to it. And I can only control myself. You know, I can't control what anybody else does at work. That's on them. And if they want to slack off the entire time and like not get any personal growth or benefit out of it, that's on them for sure. And that doesn't mean that like, I don't have days where I'm like tired and lazy and like slacking off more than normal at work. But on the good days, when I feel the best about myself and feel really good when I get home from work, it's those days when I like was on and I was working my ass off. Yeah. Doing all that gardening and shit. Yeah, man. Gardening just makes it easier, man. It just makes it easier to to kind of handle the punches, man. To mm-hmm. handle like everything, right? Like if you don't have a fucking stacked up plate on your shoulders, it's like okay, word. Like you face a challenge, and it's like I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Word. Like I've been I've been doing the training, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote, right? Like it's like maybe you could like potentially here's another little cool metaphor i guess like right like maybe we could just view like all those little any little emotional conflict or any little type of problem that you're kind of having like um and like really working at like tending to those issues as much as you can on a personal level sometimes these problems involve other people and external forces Mm -hmm. right that might those things of course have effect on us um but right like tending to your personal side of any issue mm-hmm. as much as you can right like to a point where you don't have to feel like you're like fucking up about it right like yeah kind of recognizing those external forces realizing that it's like the internal ones that are within your control yeah yeah and then tending to those like mm-hmm. um i think that just makes it easier absolutely yeah hmm Yeah, I think I could delve into like a lot of the controversial stuff for a while because I see a lot of it as far as like, I guess, younger generation versus older generation stuff goes. And I think that there are extremely valid points to all of it on, on every generation side. And I noticed like, a lot of older generation people don't recognize a lot of the valid points of the younger generation and vice versa. And it's, and it's kind of discouraging because it's like, I'm trying to look at all of it. Yeah. Um, and even then I don't see every point and I probably need to take a while to open my eyes up to some of it, but it does get under my skin when I just see someone like, struggling constantly and trying to figure all their stuff out and like doing it with like pills and drugs and uh, what have you Um, video games which obviously have done that stuff myself Mm -hmm. but it's like it's like I want to shake them yeah be like look we can go work hard yeah that's gonna help (laughs) that's gonna help us get through the day-to-day like yeah 
we can go do that. We can go do some agriculture. And I don't know, I'm, I'm thankful I, I, for my mom and her company catering and whatnot because I've gotten to do that since a young age. And yeah, it's always brought a lot of good things out of me, I think. Yeah. I've had some really bad days there where I like kind of let myself down and let other people other people down too yeah. but it's um it's i think a a good way of just tending everything it's yeah. just like that uh, idle work and stuff mm-hmm. yeah i also think like uh part of the gardening like while the gardening is tending to the emotional conflicts in this context I think also like included in that is um, kind of developing and tethering your own philosophy which and I mean this actually kind of is a topic I want to dive into in a different episode of, of like ideas mm-hmm. of life and the world that get kind of placed upon us mm-hmm. um that'll be a topic in itself but in general right like most people have kind of philosophies given to them like that are like kind of passed down like generally like Mm -hmm. you develop a philosophy from parents a lot of the time but sometimes like other experiences get thrown into there that like might make your philosophy differ from your parents a bit and like you might start to veer in like your own direction right like we all do develop our own philosophies Mm -hmm. but it's not always consciously that we're developing them and there might be changes to our life philosophy that we're not even aware of. Right. Like, you know, maybe like at a point in time when you weren't consciously tending to your, uh, you know, emotional shit. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and then something happened in there that subconsciously changed a a life philosophy, like an outlook that you had, like, you know, like something shifted or maybe over time, a bunch of these things shifted some of your life philosophy to be a little bit different, right? Like maybe to be more pessimistic or something like that. Right. Like, or maybe Mm -hmm. if you got lucky, you got shifted to be more optimistic, like, Mm -hmm. you know, that'd be cool. But regardless, I feel like there's a lot of people who who haven't taken time to like create and tether their own philosophy and mm-hmm. put a lot of intention and attention on on it cuz i think when we talk about like being faced with a difficult problem right like just something fucking hard that you're like god damn it like either a i don't want to do this or you just know that like it's either going to be super demanding right like you're like i'm going to be so sweaty or i'm going to be struggling so hard to even accomplish this thing or it's going to be gut-wrenching like mm-hmm. um, that's that's like that's going to bring up a lot of grief or trauma i don't want to do that that's really difficult it's super hard right like or like starting a business that sounds super hard right like it sounds like a big task cuz like, it's a difficult thing to do right like all the anything like this any any just difficult thing right like i think our philosophy of life plays a huge huge role in in how we approach that and how we feel when when we are faced with it right like when mm-hmm. it just, the knee jerk of the instinctual reaction, emotional, how you feel mm-hmm. when something difficult arises, right? I think, like, our fucking life philosophy impacts that a ton. So it's, like, for me, that's been really important. It's, like, trying to trying to pay attention to where my, where my life philosophy is, like, getting drawn. And, like, if I feel like there's certain 
ideologies out there that I've like heard that like, you know, kind of are ignorant of certain life philosophies that I hold very highly in regard. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's like, I have to be, I have to be careful if, especially if I like one of these ideas, right? Mm -hmm. Like somebody can present an ideology to me and I'm like, Oh damn, like that's a, that's a really cool and interesting thing to think about. And then, but, but then also be like, Oh, well, but it's kind of ignorant of this other thing over here. Like, Mm -hmm. and then I, you know, I have to try to try to dissect and take what I like from the thing and try to like incorporate it within my own philosophies and like, and then also re-questioning my own philosophies and Mm -hmm. like kind of checking back in with myself. But this like, this kind of ongoing um, tethering of, of whatever this like meta outlook of both yourself and the world and like what's possible, what you're capable of, um, you know, like, some people will be like, oh, God, like, if that happened to me, I would do this, this, and this. I wouldn't even be able to do that, that, or that. Like, they're immediate, like they imagine all these things that they would do, right? And, like, mm-hmm. and or they imagine sometimes, like, oh, well, I wouldn't be able to handle that thing. Like, I would just do this if that happened and, like, whatnot, right? Like, and it's interesting. And sometimes, and I catch myself doing this. This is something I've I've been actually thinking about kind of a lot recently um because i've caught myself being like oh well like this happened and it made me think this and like or it made me feel this or whatever and that's just like and that's just how i am or something like that and, yeah. and i'd be and like kind of think like that right like um and i think we've already identified um it's popularly that yeah it's good to like identify um like certain things within yourself and be like oh okay well like that's not a very good trait like mm-hmm. maybe i should work on that i guess right like <clears throat> and i i think we've identified it with really common um toxic traits and mm-hmm. really common toxic processes that we can kind of develop especially from social media and like a lot of different areas right like things involving insecurities and yeah. and like self-shame and stuff like that we've identified a lot of these like really common issues um but i think we haven't done very much of that with the less common and or less um blatantly toxic kind of things that the processes that can happen Mm -hmm. um so it is kind of interesting to to just be like constantly trying to consider like damn like i do need to like i do need to watch out i do need to constantly kind of check back in with my life outlook like Mm -hmm. and see like kind of kind of pop in there and be like oh hey really quick like open the box are my seeds okay? Are the plants doing all right? Like, you know, have they started to grow in different directions? Like, are they growing in a direction that is actually impacting me that I don't like, right? Like, am I developing a philosophy that I might not agree with? Or if I shared this philosophy with a different me, like a younger me, would that, would he agree with this philosophy? And like, why or why or why not? Right? Like, I, I think this like tethering of the philosophy that you have is like, for me, it's been really key. Um, when it comes to being faced with difficult shit, like, like working to maintain, like, you know, cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that are like naysayers and whatnot, right? Like mm-hmm. there's plenty of information nay. about like, nay, um, nay. sorry, sorry. In Finland, they say nay instead yeah, of no. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <a> toxic trait. <laughs> toxic nays. Um, <laughs> I got lost my train of thought. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah it's just this this tethering of the philosophy like all the time um and kind of checking back in oh i was gonna say naysayers um i'm like man there's so much information out there about like oh if you want to go and do something right like say you want to write a book it's like there is like a lot of statistics out there about like oh man like statistically like there's not a high chance that you're gonna a get published or b sell very many books right like like this is how many people write books and then this is how many of them get published and then this is the percentage of them that actually sell and then this is the percentage of them that actually make a profit at mm-hmm. all right like and it's like it's already been done it's already been done mm, yeah <laughs> mm, no <laughs> yeah dude it's like there's just tons of it there's tons of it um and there's tons of people that have like i, I don't even know if like it's it's weird to think about, but it's I feel like there's tons of people who like have been influenced and like don't check back in with their own philosophy, right? Like mm. I think like sometimes I hear some people be like, yeah, but like yeah, but I'd love to do this, but it's just not even a possibility for me. Like there's just mm-hmm. no shot. Like it's such a low chance of even happening, and so like I'm just gonna go to to business school instead, like yeah. of doing this thing or whatever. Like and it's like hopefully homie's happy in business school, like. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, but at that moment, I was like, damn, like, you really have, like, taken on this fucking idea that it's just, like, like, it, it's going to be impossible for you to pursue this thing that you love or, like, give up before you fail. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. give up before you fail. You didn't even try, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, and then so you didn't even try. So, of course, you're not going to learn how to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, A, nobody knows how to do something the first time. Right. It's like, you got to fucking attempt. And or learn from people who have attempted a lot, but like most people don't have direct access to people who have succeeded because they're now very far away because they're successful. So it's like you just gotta do it. You gotta try, right? Yeah. It's like and then if you if you haven't tended to your philosophy with an intention, and right for me, like my intention is like when I'm tending to my like my philosophical garden, if you will, it's like okay, well, I want to be somebody who's, like, ready to handle a challenge. Like, mm-hmm. I want my philosophy to say, like, in my head, I want to be, like, no, you know what? Like, there's a fucking, there's a there's a way around this thing. There's a there's a solution to this problem. Like, I, that's what I want my fucking outlook to be. And so it's, like, I have to constantly, like, watch if somebody's saying something like that. Like, oh, yeah, there's, like, well, whatever, dude. You want to be a rapper? Like, cool. A lot of people want to be a rapper, you cool. know? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, everybody wants to do that Already these days. Done. Yeah. Oh, you want to be a DJ? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's a DJ now. Well, Gideon's a DJ. Gideon's a DJ. Sure. You and guys heard fucking, of DJ Obsidat? Dude, DJ Obsidat, probably better than anybody that you know. Probably. Anybody that I know. Yeah. Anybody that I've heard. I, he's the only DJ I've heard. I don't even know any DJs <laughs> other than Obsidat. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like the, the point is, you know, it's like if you just have this, if your philosophy is saying to you, like, yeah, nah, like there's no shot, there's no shot, there's mm-hmm. no chance. It's like you're not even ever going to fucking try. You're not going to, like, look for the solutions. It's like, so for me, that's that's been my thing. It's like, man, like, keep like maintaining that and like being mm-hmm. very careful when there's people that are trying to like discourage me and the, it's not necessarily like an intentional discouragement yeah it's just like oh let me present you with some information that might sway you from the, your path right and it's like when it comes to like achieving something awesome and like like reaching some like 
amazing ultimatum that you have for yourself of like, damn, like that would be so cool if I could do this and be these things or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that involves harming people or like, you know, being awful. Mm-hmm. And somebody is coming along and trying to be like, present you with any type of information they can get their hands on that might sway you mm-hmm. from attempting over and over again to reach that place. It's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, no, like I'm, I'm trying like, I'm trying to maintain like, yeah, like, okay, you can think that, but in order for me to keep fucking going and to get where I'm trying to go, I can't fucking hear you. Yeah. I can't look at that. <laughs> yeah. I can ignore that. Yeah. I, yeah. I can relate to that. I can relate to that a lot. I think it's something I've struggled with quite a bit in the past. And I, I, I do want to say that like loved ones, for whatever reason, try to keep realistic, at least in, in our living class, you know, of our wage class, whatever. Yeah. Try to keep realistic outlooks Hmm. in mind for their loved ones. Yeah. Not that they're trying to be naysayers, even if they are. Yeah. But they, I think some people have a hard time letting other people fail if they think they're going to fail, you know, yeah. they want to save them the pain. They want to save them the, the hard work. Um, and it is really hard because there's a lot of things that I want to do in life and that I have wanted to do for a very long time. And through a lot of my life, especially growing up, I didn't feel a lot of support from specific people. And it was super difficult for me because I wanted, I just like, I knew how unrealistic things were. Like I'm the kind of person who wants to believe in that 1% chance of something happening. You know, it's, it's why I watch anime. I love watching (laughs) anime. It's like every good anime character, like shoots for threading that needle. Yeah. And, and it's just something I always want to believe in. And so when someone's kind of coming at me and, maybe not even telling me that I can't do something, but not giving me like any type of support in any way. It just makes me feel lonely, you know, like it makes that path all that much harder. Yeah. And something I decided partway through COVID was that I'd rather spend every day for the rest of my life working towards something that I love and that means something to me and struggling and failing constantly than just not ever trying, you know? Fucking laying on your deathbed and being like, damn, I didn't even attempt it. Yeah. I didn't even fucking try. Yeah. That is scary as hell to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like one of the most scariest things, man. Yeah. Like, and, and it's not for everyone, again. Yeah. Maybe a significant problem for you, maybe insignificant for someone else. I think there are a lot of people out there. I think maybe more type A people in general um, that, you know, they have their routines, they have their schedules, they play it safe, they go to school, they get a reliable job. They don't really seek out the things that give them passion. Hmm. Um, and I know a lot of type A people that do, but they maybe save, like all the things that they really enjoy for when they retire or whatever, Mm. or maybe they don't take their passions 
as seriously or like it's going to lead to something that they can do that yeah like just every day for the rest of their life you know they save it for the weekend um weekend warriors you know that type of stuff which again there's nothing wrong with living your life that way or whatever makes you comfortable but for me it is heart-wrenching to think that i would sacrifice like everything that I've wanted to do in life for I don't know other people thinking that I can't do something or something along those lines if there's any chance that I can do something I want to try and even if it feels like it's not going anywhere it's like I still want to work on it every day yeah yeah man I like this 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 shit is why I love um, people who make like really perspective based content and like they make a lot of kind of really just hone in on perspective and mm-hmm. like time and kind of really focusing on how much time we have while also maintaining the, the like, oh, yo, like time is going by. Mm-hmm. Right. And like recognizing that, but also realizing like, dang, like, right. Like I remember having thoughts at like 20 of being like, dang, like, you know, I don't know, you know, like I want to be like good at music and like, I want to be doing this, this and this and whatever. And like, damn, like how long will it take me to accomplish this thing? And like, Mm -hmm. whatever. Right. And then like, and then I think at some point I kind of started to realize like, dang, like, you know what? Like if I was 60 years old, and I had like 30 or 40 albums under my belt and I knew how to play like six to 10 instruments Mm -hmm. and like, and that's just on the musical side of Mm -hmm. things, right? Like I've plenty of other things that I want to accomplish in life, but music being something that I like, I just want to fucking have, I want to have a discography, like Mm -hmm. regardless of anything, right? Like I don't care. I mean, it'd be fucking awesome if, like, <laughs> if there was, like, a group of people or a fan base out there that loved my discography. But, mm-hmm. like, regardless of that, like, kind of, like, realizing at a certain point that I was, like, damn, like, I don't even care. Like, I doesn't, that, this shit could be, like, hidden away somewhere, like, mm-hmm. in a vault or something. Like, but if I've got 30 albums that I've created, like... I'm going to be fucking stoked. Like the prospect of having 30 albums under my belt makes me like, <laughs> like fucking like I get a little like, yeah, like giddy inside, like, you know, just like giddy inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I just like start feeling, I just start feeling stoked. Yeah. Um, so to, yeah, it's like for me, it's like, man, like I think some, sometimes we, especially right now, like this culture is like boom, boom, boom. Things are happening kind of fast. And it's like, while things are happening fast and also when you look at like the technological progression of humans it is like kind of exponential right like if things are happening and we're evolving faster at a faster rate than we were right like <clears throat> so it is kind of interesting and i feel like i don't know i feel like that 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 moving fast like makes us all think that we need to do things fast mm-hmm. or it makes us feel like we need to do things fast. There's something that's kind of interesting, right? Like even if I don't like, 
agree with the statement of like, dang, I need to be, um, oh fuck, a re- uh, like a world renowned musician in three years, mm-hmm. right? Like even if I don't believe that statement, there's plenty of content out there of like people that have done things like yeah. that and become very yeah. renowned in two to three years. And that's becoming more common, right? Like, especially with like TikTok, mm-hmm. fa- TikTok stars, right? Like the like prospect of becoming world renowned is like more achievable, but it lasts for a shorter amount of time generally mm-hmm. because, because most people are trying to get it really fast. I feel like, and they don't, and then there's no like longevity or meaning or like whatnot. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, like, well, I want to be world renowned in two years. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, why, why do you want to be world renowned? Like, well, for music. And then it's like, for me, I just like stop and think and be like, if there's any part of my brain that's saying that it's like, I'm bypassing like the whole fucking point. And like the point mm-hmm. for me was like, just to like one, be able to create something that I'm like, damn, I love this. Mm-hmm. Like, which I've done before already. So I'm like confident that I can do it more. So that already just has me stoked. Like mm-hmm. that is already just something that adds to my philosophy of like, Oh, I can because I went through the failures and succeeded in creating something that I liked. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, damn, like, even if I fail a hundred more times, like, I'll probably create, like, five more things that I yeah, like at least. Totally. Like, at least. Yeah. So. That's a concept I hold near and dear. Yeah. It's like, when I first started making music, not even one out of ten songs was passable. <laughs> not even one. <laughs> ten out of ten songs were garbage. <laughs> Maybe a year after that one out of 20 songs was okay yeah but now it's like almost every song i try to make is like passable at least for me yeah but i can make it good and i can make it what i want and and that's also something i kind of determined with music it's like why am i making music and for me is the first answer it's like i want to make music that i want to hear yeah like there's music out there that hasn't been made yet that i want to listen to and it's the stuff that i want to make myself for me to hear yeah and if anybody else like enjoys it and gets something out of it then i'm stoked it's awesome but that's not why i'm making music it's part of it obviously there's a whole bunch of things that reminds me of um who's it the dude who started toyota asking the five whys of like why do you do this or just you know what's to find your ultimate purpose behind something you ask yourself why five times yeah and it's like i try to do that with music sometimes but it's like it's a lot to get into there's a lot of whys yeah yeah there's a lot of whys but the the thing i've noticed a lot recently is like these people that you're talking about that world renowned two years there's so many youtubers out there who are like this is how i got this many followers or this much money before age 22 as a bedroom producer and it's like all of them break it down to playing the game yeah it's all just playing the game it's it's not making music that they really care about and love they're following fads they're following this and that and and these days it's a constant just give gimme 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 culture yeah. of like what's the next thing what's the cool new video what's the yeah. you can go through 20 of them in a day and by the end of the day you don't even like the first video that you watched yeah so it's like what's the point of of adding to this environment of constant consumption yeah um because i don't want someone to consume my music in 15 seconds 
and move on to the next thing like yeah if that's what you're trying to do when you're listening to beats and stuff then i guess my music's just not for you yeah and it's all sorts of stuff like that and it kind of reminds me of a point that you're making earlier of kind of tethering your philosophy and and you know tending to it and being aware of it i think you use the word intention you know how much i love using the word intention it's a great it's a great thing to keep in mind intention to look at good things throughout your day Hmm. to look at how you are lucky how something good happened to you there are lots of different research papers out there for this in in the same area as kindness as well Uh, and trying to like maybe write down all the good things that happened to you throughout the day or any positive aspect of your day you'll notice not only improved mental health because you'll feel better and more positive and less pessimistic but it'll seem like more good things are happening to you and i always kind of equate this to sorting if you worked in the restaurant industry you know what i'm talking about sorting silverware you have to, a big thing of silverware that just came out of the dishwasher and they're all mashed up together you got your spoons and your knives and your forks and maybe it's a fancier place and you have dinner forks and salad forks whatever oh shit so you're sorting that silverware and you're looking for just the knives it's super easy you can just look for knives you pick them all out you grab them you start looking for forks you grab the forks but if you're just like looking at that whole mess and like not thinking about one thing in specific it's just going to look like a big mess of silverware yeah um and it's the same thing in life if you're looking for all of the shitty things happening to you and looking for all of the negative stuff and thinking about all the things that you failed on or to be sad about or maybe that's not moving fast enough that's what you're going to be picking out of your life and that's what you're going to be living and that's what you're going to be experiencing and that was kind of another reminder for me over the last few days of like okay keep thinking about like the good things that you've done keep yeah. thinking about like the the music that you've been into that you've been making and, yeah. and how far you've come and remind yourself yeah yeah constant reminders yeah i had a um came up with like a kind of a metaphor that, mm-hmm. like that's in this ballpark um yeah not, not the field not the crops anymore we're in no, the ballpark no. now different different okay. area now yeah um and i'm pretty sure this during a, it was during a mushroom experience where this uh kind of thought developed but i was like had this feeling of like oh man like you know life is just like one long trail through the woods and there's a lot of different things happening on the trail there's there's birds flying around there's there's flowers growing on the trail and you can stop and smell the flowers there's also dog shit on the trail (laughs) there's dog shit along the trail and do you want to just like kneel down and like rub your face (laughs) in the dog shit that is along this trail like is that what we want to be doing like or do we want to just like oh like see that there's some dog shit and maybe maybe we can like grab a leaf and like brush it off the Mm -hmm. side right that's like the tending to your shit right like like acknowledge and deal with it Mm -hmm. and but like let's not fucking rub our faces in this (laughs) shit man like you know it's like hell there's flowers to smell too right there are even if there's shit like 
the trail could be lined with shit. There's still some flowers along the way, mm-hmm. too, right? It's like... You don't even have to look down at the ground. You could be looking up at the sky. You the literally time. could look at the sky the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And it'd you be might a great step walk. in shit, though. But it'd be a great walk. It would be a good walk. And you have a hose at home. You've got you a hose. wash the shit off of your face. And if you it's plug your nose, deal. you won't have to deal with the smell, yeah. so... <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, I've, I've used that metaphor a lot of times. Like, man, like, you know, life's a trail. Are you going to look at the flowers and smell them? Or are you going to rub your face in the shit yeah. that you find along the way? it's like, yeah, man, like, I feel you of like, and it's fine. Like, what? Like, everybody has fucking issues, right? Like, everybody has dog shit on their trail. Some people have more dog shit on their trail. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Like, yeah. but it's just high traffic trails, high traffic trails. Yeah. There's a lot of dogs walking on mm-hmm. there, pooping all over it. But yeah, it's like, man, are you, are we gonna are we gonna sit around and just fucking think about it all the time? Like, or are we gonna do whatever tent, like whatever gardening is necessary to like reach some form of peace or contentment with the thing? Yeah, and then intentionally bring our attention to the flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think that's. Uh... I think that's a really nice note to end on and bring us into our next week podcast of shoveling yourself out of the shit <laughs> join, join us next week for shoveling yourself out of the shit join us next week when we shove alex's face into his <laughs> own poop it's a long trail this trail of life that we're on and there's a lot of poop but there's flowers too. Yeah. And here at Missing Wires, we're here to find the flowers and the wires and bring them back. Hopefully for us, hopefully for you. Thanks for joining us. Peace. 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 Peace.